Welcome to the comic wrap-up, recorded live here at Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga, California. I am your host, Michael Rancho. Maxwell. Rancho. <laughs> R.C. Throw some uh, old John Narcomi up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me as always, my permanent guest, Mr. Chris Brady. Hi. Hey. Hey there. So excited. Uh, today on the show, I, first off, it's been a while because it has. November has just been horrible, stupid busy. It's crazy. Can't can't keep up. Two film screenings and a bunch of events, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I was just handed a comic book entitled Maxwell's Demons. I I had nothing to do with this. They're not mine, I swear. Are you sure? <laughs> I hope not. Kind of looks like you on the cover when you're a kid. I think. Hey, right? hey. Hey, nerdy guy with glasses. Okay, maybe. Okay, so yeah, I was, uh, I was probably autobiography. I was thicker than that. I was husky. or biography <laughs> from the demons. Anyway, perspective. <laughs> uh, tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we're going to be talking about tone, like when comics are adapted to films. Uh, the kind of the and tone the music of tone. Things. No, okay. yes, yes, yeah. all all tone, color all, tones, all the musical sepia, sepia. whatever, <sighs> all that stuff. Um, but before we do that, uh, I know you said it's pretty light this week. What's, it is. What's coming it's out? fifth week, so we have a bunch of annuals from DC. So you have Aquaman, uh, Super Sons, the Batman annual, which if you're reading the Batman storyline, it's kind of like a, uh, a missing part to the story, the love story between Batman and Catwoman. Um, let's see, we have uh, the Super Sons story is actually um, Super Pets, so that's kind of cool. Um, you have uh, Green Arrow, and then you have the Old Man Logan Lenticular for Marvel, and a bunch of smaller titles for, from the other publishers. So, all right. Any like I said, uh, really easy. I mean, I know like November was really where all the big events were, but uh, you have one big thing coming up. And I do in Star December. Wars, and it's sold out. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. And that's, the that's first, a big theater, too. It's the first sold out we've had, actually, in the last four or five movies. So it's nice when it, it finally happens again. So well, I, I guess we don't even need to talk about it then because you can't buy tickets if you're listening to it now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> but Black Panther starts sales on December 1st. So if you want to see Black Panther with us, yeah. come pick up your tickets on December 1st. There you go. Is And next year is going to be another comic book heavy year, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You got you got that. You got Deadpool. You oh, got yeah, Aquaman. Deadpool. You got yeah. Is uh, but Avengers doesn't come out until eight twenty eighteen, right? Right. Uh, no, Avengers is, is next year, I think. Is it? Isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know. I have to look. Cause well, because I mean, and that's split up. I don't know. Two, so I don't know. Honestly. They're just all coming. No, no, so. no. I think you know. You're right. It is. I think it is twenty eighteen. I think the first part is twenty eighteen. Um, I'm guessing. Are they are they doing them a year apart, or is uh, Two, they're year apart. Okay, one year apart. What so. I find interesting about that is that the way that the MCU is strung together, that means the first one's gonna have to end in a way that allows the other movies to fall in line with. I'm sure. The that they, I'm sure that's all written that like way. That's, that's 
it's so weird to think about that they have to craft well, just the movie a movie like strong, that. It's just a strong editorial yeah. producer, essentially, you know, and that's what Kevin Feige is all about, you know. I is mean, how you say his name? They're good. Feige, 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 whatever. I don't know. The guy in charge. Yeah, that guy. The, the guy with the thing. Speaking of changes of people in charge, I'm so happy the editor of Marvel is no longer there anymore. It's such a good thing. What does that mean for the future of Marvel? Hopefully better creators, better storylines, get people back into reading Marvel comic books. So we're we're hoping Marvel needs change no matter what it is. It can't be bad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's just go ahead and dive right into cool. the topic. Let's so, do it. Uh, two movies, two big comic book movies came out this last month, Thor Ragnarok. I finally saw that. Justice League. Finally saw that. And uh, so I know... That Justice League has been getting a lot of flack for Justice League was fun. No, no, I and this isn't me. This is the okay. internet. That the internet. There's sucks. been the people that have been bitching about the the reshoots and like, oh, I want to, the movie would have been so much better if you just would have left it with Zack Snyder's vision. And what? Then I look. That's the internet for you. So this is my question to you, because you know when when stuff is adapted from any any medium to film. They have to make a decision going into it, and that is, what tone are we going for? And, I mean, for example, then let me ask you this question, and, and give me your honest answer. If 89 Batman and Batman Returns had never happened, right, and the only Batman that people had in their brains was 66, Batman 66, the TV show, and the Schumacher Batmans came out... Do you think they would have been so universally yes. hated? Yes, absolutely. You do? Yes. Oh, my God. Come on. Bat nipples? Come on. That, that bat butt shot? I don't know. I, it's true. I'm, I'm, not saying they were, I'm not saying they were good movies that were just misunderstood. I'm just saying that there never would have been uh, this, this serious, dark, kind of Tim Burton Batman that people kind of compared Schumacher one too. So for I don't, example, I don't, I don't think I don't think the comparison was so much the issue, mm. as much as the 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 horribleness of it. Well, but you do have to admit that expectation does I didn't, I didn't, change your. I didn't go into those film. movies expecting to see Tim Burton's Batman again because I knew it was over at that point. Mm. So I mean, you know, but that's just me. I go into right. each movie open eyed. Well, but and so coming up to Justice League, you had before it you had Batman v Superman, which right. was Snyder s- super dark tone the whole Snyder. way through. Yeah, and so then Justice League still had that overall, but there Are was all kidding? these lighthearted like, moments. There was so much, very little taint, Zack Snyder taint all over that movie. There was like a few scenes that I could be like, okay, that's still Zack Snyder, but I could, you know, you could tell the reshoots. You know, I mean, it was just, and honestly, if I didn't know Superman had been CGI'd. Really, the I really would never have noticed. Well, you wouldn't be looking for it, right? Exactly. I looked for it, so I saw it. But if I didn't see it, if I didn't know, I wouldn't have seen it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that movie. I'm so happy. There's no Zack Snyder taint. It's like somebody came in with Windex and wiped it all off. So for you, the shift in tone was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, because DC's not supposed to be that darkness, and I was so sick of mm-hmm. him ruining my Superman. Him ruining, you know. Even <laughs> even Batman, to some extent, was not done yeah. well, you know? Well, and that's not to say that the comics don't get dark, because they definitely do they have do. their dark storylines. They have but... their dark moments, 
And those are what they are, is moments. Yeah. But, not, the, but they don't make not, the character. Not an hour and a half long movie of it. Yeah. Um, especially not Superman. I mean, Superman's supposed to be the beacon of hope that it's supposed to be. And you did not get that with either Man of Steel or BVS. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, the man doesn't know DC Comics and he should never touch them again. <laughs> and And there was a rumor. Do you remember the homeless guy in the movie? Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The homeless guy in the front of the movie that's holding the sign up. Oh, yeah. And says, I tried. Right? They say that's supposedly a message from Joss to the DC fans saying, I tried. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, yeah. I guess all the different little things he was holding up are little messages that he (laughs) sent out. That's funny. But, uh, you know, and the vitriol that people are having for that movie online is ridiculous because... You know, I saw somebody compared. Worldwide, it's actually doing better than Avengers did. So, I don't know why people are so. I think I think this, the critics here in the U.S. were able to influence people online, and there's a loud vocal minority online that just kind of ruins it for everybody. So, yeah. Well, in the whole rotten tomatoes thing i think which again helps screw the pooch critics right out the gate. critics on one side and you look at the fans on the other and it's like you know it's double so it's like okay something's off here yeah and it's just people whining no it definitely didn't uh deserve the uh opening weekend that it had it should have no. been better than that it was a good movie it was fun it was a good popcorn movie I enjoyed every minute of it. So now you just said that you don't think that there's there's hardly any of the Zack Snyder feel to it. Taint. Now yes. a lot of people are saying that they can. It's glaring where Joss did reshoots and where Zack Snyder did everything else. Did you feel that? Because I didn't feel that when I was watching it. No. I thought it felt. I I thought it all blended together very well. So I, did you did you notice that as you were watching it? The I mean I noticed certain things like I think Aquaman's. Uh, a lot of Aquaman is still Zack Snyder. Um, I think, I think anything that's not funny is pretty much Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's pretty much where I think you can tell the difference. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, just Zack Snyder sucks. I mean, the humor was, <laughs> the, you know, there there were it was very quip like that you expect from Joss Whedon, but I don't think it was delivered in a way that it. I, to me, it just didn't feel like two different directors battling. I thought that whatever was filmed by one director and filmed by the other I think he meshed pretty well. I think well. he enhanced what Zack Snyder had already done. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing. And I think that's, you know, Zack Snyder's got great visuals. I'll give him that. If you take away the tones, he's got the greatest visuals in, in filmmaking. I mean, Watchmen was beautiful. Man of Steel was beautiful. BVS was beautiful. Even even the horrible movie that I think is should just forever be taken off of any records. Sucker Punch was a beautiful movie. Yeah. But he cannot do something where it's a fun movie. Nothing he's done so far for me has been fun in any way, shape, or form. And I think the Amazons in this movie and how everybody's like, oh, they're in leather bikinis. I think that's very Snyder-ish. And I think think the vitriol that that people had for that is well justified because he Mm -hmm. does not understand. And that's another thing. He doesn't understand DC Comics, and that should be right there, shows it right there. Well, and that's the thing, like, I, if you're gonna make, I don't have a problem with you making a dark superhero movie, but the word that you keep using, and it, it applies completely, is the word fun. Like, I still want to enjoy the movie that I'm watching. I still want to 
I want to go on the journey with the character and root for them. And when I watch Man of Steel, I didn't. I honestly just didn't, no, care, didn't care about Superman. I mean, you look at Superman Returns, right? And that whole scene on the top of the. I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie, right? Right. But I mean, there were iconic moments. You know, mm -hmm. when you he's flying through the city streets, and all you hear is a. All you hear is the flap of you his don't hear cape. that. <laughs> no, sorry. All you hear is the flap of his cape as he's flying through, you know, or or when he lands on the top of the building and the guy's got the Gatling gun, and he's just like, yeah. and, you know, he's just walking towards him, and then pulls out the pistol and he shoots him in the eye, and that whole moment where it's like, you know, the bullet bounces off of his eye, and it goes to the guy's face who just shot him, and he's like mouth hanging open, looks at Superman, he's like, really, you know, I mean that yeah. that to me is was fun. <laughs> Was fun and made that movie fun with those little things yeah. like that, or the iconic scene of the Mustang, you know, when he saves what's her face from dying, you know, the car, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's uh, uh, those are things that I think are iconic and makes it fun. The little Easter eggs here and there. So and and I think that somewhere, uh, someone at Marvel kind of took that to heart because the. I know that Thor movies in general, like most people that I talk to, they're not their favorite of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, also, if you're listening and you're hearing the noises in the background, sorry, there's, they're there's doing construction. construction. Going on. Yeah, it's, no one's breaking wind in an obnoxious fashion. Well, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, so now, me personally, I thought that the first Thor had a lot of great comedy in it. Oh, I thought it, it wasn't obviously it wasn't. Thor Ragnarok. Right, right. But there were funny moments in it. You did Levity. get to see his comedic chops right. in that character. Right. I thought it was very good. Thor the Dark World tried to go to a different place with it, and it felt kind of generic. Um, it still felt still, fun. Still wasn't bad. Um, but This one was fun. This one. I laughed. I they, laughed out loud. It was me and one other guy in the theater, and I laughed out loud, and I said I'm sorry to the guy in the theater because no, I was they, laughing so loud. They turned the humor up to 11 on yeah. this one. And uh, I finally got to handedly. see it. You know, it's <laughs> like that whole scene of him. I don't think that would be right. You know, I, like... I finally got to see it for a second time. And it was it was a weird experience because there was stuff that I laughed at the first time through that nobody was laughing at the second time through. And I was still dying in my in my seat. So... Did you notice the, uh Mark Ruffalo, uh, Bruce Banner? Had like a green tinge around his ears, almost the entire movie. Oh, that was when he, because he got hit in the face with that green dust. No, no, no. This was after that, even through the fight scenes with the the ship and all kinds of. Yeah, stuff. I thought I thought it was they, they never no, cleaned was, him up. No, that was him verging on Hulkness. Hmm. I would think so. I'm gonna go with that because I like that idea better. <laughs> it makes me see that he's in control. But he's always angry. Um, yeah, so, but this is, again, it was a, it was a huge tonal shift for that particular franchise of the MCU. I mean, you have, you have movies in the MCU that are, you know, semi-serious, you know, Cap mm -hmm. is a semi-serious character. Um, even Iron Man to some extent, you know, I mean, yes, there's humorous parts to it, but there's some serious storylines behind it. I would it. say the Cap movies have been the most serious. Oh, absolutely. And and wait for Black Widow if they ever get around to it. You know, that's going to be really dark. Mm -hmm. Hawkeye and Black Widow is going to be a dark movie. I mean, you got two people who kill people for a living. Yeah. And that's going to be dark. I mean, I'm kind of expecting a little bit of darkness from uh, Black Panther because, like, especially the previews with the whole, like, Civil War aspect, not... <laughs> Not the previous Civil War, but the... <laughs> For those of you who can't see my face, I am, like, completely <laughs> underwhelmed. 
on the Black Panther movie coming up. I, it really? feels to me very much like an Iron Man slash Spider-Man movie. I didn't care for the CGI. It, it does look pretty crap CG that was going heavy. on. I mean, it 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 felt very CG Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. Electric Boogaloo, for yeah. me. And I just I'm like, Ugh. I'll give you that. The the action sequences that are in the trailer are extremely special effects heavy, and it, it does. It looks like there's a lot of green screen happening more, more so than we're used to in most of these right, movies. Right, right. I mean, I. I I'm used to Marvel having more practical, and this looks like it's a giant CG fest. Yeah. So, which I mean, even when you think about things like Thor right. and uh, Guardians that but are Thor like these big seem space like a giant battles, CG fest, right? Did because it? you can see, right? You can see the practical stuff that's there with the CG just kind of filling it in, right? I mean, it's like, okay, I don't know. I just like the whole scene of him jumping from car to car and all that stuff. I mean, in Cap, they did that, and it didn't. You know, there were scenes where they were actually on cars, and it felt real. Yeah. And then this one doesn't. This yeah. one feels all CG. Yeah, you can tell in uh, in Civil War when they were doing that stuff that they're using it's actual stuntmen doing those, and right. there's CG you in just places where it you up just and couldn't. stuff like yeah, that, yeah. things like that. But yeah, a lot of this doesn't look that way. Not at all. But I mean, that's well, why I guess I'm time will like, tell. Eh. So. I'm looking more forward to Ant Man too. So I mean, that was that's one of my top. Marvel movies is Ant-Man, so I'm waiting for the next one. Yeah. What sucks is that it feels like they're doing just three movies each for an individual hero, and that's that's it. And I don't know if that was the formula or if it was just like Iron Man 4 fell, fell through, and so they kind of just capped it at three. But I am so into Thor right now after Ragnarok. I just want to see this wacky space adventure with him and, and these people. And his people. I'd like to see his people come back to Earth. And go like in the Civil War comics, right? When Thor came to Earth, mm-hmm. uh, came back, right, and uh, brought um, Asgard to Earth. It's basically a floating city out above the Kansas Plains. Iron Man shows up and says, "You all have to register." And Thor basically beats him down, rips his mask off, like you know that classic scene that they rips the mask off after he beats him down. He goes, "Look, I'm a god. Just so you understand, I've held back all these years. You've known me." But if you come here again, I will not. And this is after he's beat him up. He can't fly. His suit's depowered, right? And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess we'll figure something out. <laughs> and, and he's like, all right. And so he turns to fly away, right? And Tony's like, can I get a ride? He's like, make a phone call. And flies off. It leaves him in the middle of Kansas. I was like, yes. It's because I hated Iron Man during Civil War. So that was like... Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping they do something like that. That'd be awesome. Well, it, but it looks like he's getting caught. He's getting yeah. Like, caught it, I mean, it did kind of get that. I feel like whenever Infinity War is is resolved, it seemed like they're going to settle them in what Norway is that where they were supposed yeah, to? Yeah, that's where they're going. Or yeah, wherever that was. That's that's where uh, I feel like they're going to settle down. Which I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay. I still, I just want to see him in space. I just <laughs> like at the end where he's like, you know, talking to Loki, and he's like, uh, another one who projects, and he throws something at him. It's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, and look, and as fun and as silly as the movie was, that had it had some really, I haven't seen, I don't care. It had some really, really good tender moments. You know what I mean? It had heart, it had laugh, and it had action. And those are the things I want in a superhero comic book, and those are the things I want in a superhero movie. Yeah. And, and you know, BVS didn't have that. There were a couple of scenes in that that I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, the biggest joke was, oh, she's with you. You know, thought she was with you. 
That's the only joke in the damn movie. Yeah. The only joke in the entire movie. And it actually makes no sense. Because, right. Because <laughs> he, he knows. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like, oh, my God. Zack Snyder, you suck. <laughs> so, yeah. Are there any other, um, and just like across the whole stretch of comic book movies, or is there anything that you feel they've really like missed the mark as far as the tone of the film when they've adapted it? Or even a TV show, for that matter. Oh, yeah. The TV shows are awful. Because those, I mean, yeah, TV is a different I actually enjoyed different Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it was fun. You know, it's a TV show. You can't expect a big budget movie. Yeah. I mean, same thing with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, it's, it's a TV show. Come on, people. Yeah. Reality. And you can still, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, they still try to keep it fun. Um, where you look at like the CW shows, I'm I I've stopped watching. CW I shows. yeah I haven't watched them since last season. Flash got on but... my nerves. I mean every freaking episode is about Barry changing the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's like you know if you knew Flash, you know that he doesn't do that. You know he but did also... it once and he fucked it up and he goes I'm sorry he screwed it up and he said not yeah. going to do it again. But also, you think about when uh, when Grant Gustin first started playing the role, everybody was like, yeah, this is a great Flash. It was fun. The only negative is that he wasn't as jokey and quippy as he is in the comics. And so to get like Ezra Miller... Like I, who I was perfect. like, I'm not, I'm not sure perfect. about this guy. I even said, I even said beforehand, I think I said it to you. I was like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to yeah. be good. And he, I think everybody's going to want he Grant. He crushed it. Oh in that my role. God. Now I don't see Grant as Flash anymore. And I see this armored out Flash now yeah. in my, my Flash. Yeah. But yeah. again, it speaks to tone. Like the CW has gone this dark brooding teen dr- which, drama kind of way with is, it, which is fine. I mean, the very first, the first two seasons of Flash were great because he wasn't this dark brooding teenager Mm -hmm. he was like holy crap i got powers look at me you know that's the difference between marvel and dc in my head and it's always been in my reading has been always dc characters celebrate their powers marvel characters whine about having their powers so to go from that to now where he's like oh i just keep messing everything i just i'm like oh my god turn the channel i'm sorry and and arrow did the same thing because arrow started off dark but not and then it turned not, a little fun. Not hopeless. And then right. it got fun, brief, but so briefly. Right. And then it and turned dark again. Straight and back it's to like, dark. like, you know, Oliver Queen is about having fun. You know, he's a fucking guy who shoots arrows next to the guy who can move a planet. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. He, yeah. You know, it's and that's what they're missing, actually, from the TV shows is that perspective. Right. Because, I mean, you have Supergirl who jumps over once in a while, but she should have been brought into that universe. Superman should have been brought in the universe. They should have been, had Batman show up in the universe. So these characters, right? You know, Flash is an iconic character. But again, he's a guy who runs fast, you know, versus a guy who can move planets. You yeah. know, I mean, that's always been the thing. You know, I'm just a guy who has a bow and arrow, you know, with a boxing glove on it. That's how <laughs> Oliver Queen has always seen himself as. So, and you, you lose that in a universe with no powers. Yeah. Like I said, it always would have been nice to see them do, bring... Clark Kent into the Arrowverse on Arrow because, you know, it's non-powered people. Yeah. And you have Superman who just is a red blur that flashes through every so often. And then you bring in Bruce Wayne into the Flash part of it. And every so often you see a cape come over, you know, or something like that. That just kind of like, you know, brings out the, those characters are actually in those universes. But yeah. 
You know, but they they just they tend to keep it dark the whole way through. Whereas you can have a a fun, lighthearted character who gets who has well, tense situations that it get dark periodically, like the comic books. And that's what I liked about Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Was because it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they had their you know their darkness moments and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a group of people who are superpower travel through time and go. Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the attitude that they had in the beginning. I haven't watched that one, too. When I stopped watching Flash, I stopped watching all of the Arrow stuff, or all the Arrowverse stuff. Yeah, I gave up about halfway through the last season, and it's still, my DVR is still recording them. Yeah, same. And right. I actually do intend to do, I'm going to no. I'm to watch the crossover event from this week, uh, and I'll probably be as disappointed as I was the last time they did the crossover event, which infuriated me. Here's how I deal with the Flash and Green Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. When my DVR starts to fill up, those are the first There's ones I delete. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we I, are out of time. Okay, Chris. Good. Sorry. No, no. That was, was a fun, fun discussion. So, what would Joker do? Nice. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. It's, it's that's my shirt. <coughs> I made this. That's very nice. With uh, with popsicle sticks. And... Did you? No. Oh, that's say. I mean, I did I make thought... it, but not that way. Okay. <laughs> Um, so are there any, aside from Star Wars, any other... Oh, we have a up? park and swap this Saturday, or this Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, it's basically like a collector swap meet out here in the parking lot. Um, it's from, I think it's 11 to 2. So come on by, check it out. It'll be uh, Saturday, gonna, December 2nd. Yep, there's going to be, uh, what, we have like 16 dealers right now, so... Cool. Yeah, it'll be a nice little show, so... Hopefully the uh, the temperature will... It's supposed to be Stay down in the 67, 68, so, and 10% chance of rain, so hopefully that'll oh, go no. away. So, but right. still, it's rain or shine, come on down. And uh, and where can people find out more about Four Color Fantasies? Four Color Fantasies on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are the only places currently right now. So, we'll make an announcement about the website the first of the year, so. All right. Well, this has been the Comic Wrap-Up, and we will talk to you after the next issue.